0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Adela Marcy Unplugged. I'm your host of the most, as always, Adela Marcy. And today you guys are in for a fucking treat. I'm going to tell you that right now. The dude that I've got on the show, as you probably saw, his name is Travis Believes. And a lot of people don't, may not know who he is unless you know who he is. And thankfully, uh, our very good friend of the show, Adam Lyons, one of my bros, had introduced me to Travis a year ago. And now here we are with the help of Courtney and Sam. We got this shit done. And uh, for those that don't know who he is, Travis has worked with Tom Bilyeu, Jay Shetty, Lewis Howes, Prince EA, and a crap load of other people. And he is one of the most entertaining people online simply because he likes to make sure that whatever you shoot is integral to you. He wants to make sure that your social media reflects who you are. And most importantly, the guy knows how to make shit go viral. The guy's just he's very, very, very clever. And I've been looking forward to doing this for weeks on end. So trust me when I say that I'm excited and he has no idea what he's in for. So that being said, please welcome to the show, Travis Believes. Hey, man.
1: Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate that intro, man. It means a lot.
0: Oh, you're welcome. It's truth. And I'm not yeah. lying when I say that. I'm going to throw some weird-ass questions your way because I've got so <laughs> many questions for myself. But real quick before we get started, shout out to our sponsor for the show, of course, which is... Uh, lightsocial.com. That's I N N E R L I G H T, social.com. You guys can hear my cat chase in the background saying hello because he really knows how excited I am about the show today. But please go check out innerlightsocial.com where you guys can get a litany of information, including how to work with Travis, find out what he does, and just the free stuff he gives away is absolutely incredible as well. So, with that being said, I'm going to shut the fuck up and ask my very first question to you, Travis. Dude, what has it been like? Um, like, actually no and always being like what did what was it that really drove you in this career like that you knew how things work to this level because video virality social media virality people say they know what they're doing but they've not had the same success that you have like for you the way i look at you is like you have like a little black book and you're like strategy i know what i'm doing and everyone <laughs> else is kind of like guessing down to like a science so curious how did you come up with it and how would you expand on that
1: yeah, so uh, first, so I started working with uh, Princey back in 2010, you know, t- you know, I'm just going to be straightforward, you know, Princey is a genius, you know, he's kind of started this industry, I like to call it knowledge entertainment, um, where we are entertaining people with knowledge Um or I should say on social media, Jason Silva, I think actually kind of like started the industry, but, um, you know, we, we kind of like made it go viral on social media. So what happened was in 2010, um, I met up with Princey. He's from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, mm-hmm. and he was a musician at the time. And, um, I remember when we met up and, you know, cause I was at, you know, I knew a lot of people in the music industry at the time and, Uh, We were always trying to figure out ways to kind of like get him to go popular. I was a very traditionalist at the time. I used to say, Hey, listen, we have to do shows and, and, you know, do performances and stuff like that. But he used to have this philosophy that was so intriguing. He used to say, well, why do a show in front of a thousand people when I can do a video put it on the internet and potentially impact a hundred thousand people. And that, kind of like transform how I approach things from that point forward because I started thinking like well okay well how do we how do we do that like how do we impact a hundred thousand people you know and um so from that day forward we always try to figure out what's the best way to grab people's attention what's you know what kind of messages can we put out that's really going to impact people uh what are we really going to say and so for the next four years we had S- semi-success when i say semi-success me i mean we'd have videos to you know go like a million views and stuff like that which at the time was a lot but it wasn't like crazy viral we was already already friends with people that were like popular that they started off on our level was growing popular like people like timothy de la ghetto i don't know if you know him he's he's like a yeah. big youtuber um but we was watching them go from like the same amount of i mean subscribers to like a million subscribers and we was like yo well, what are we doing wrong and So anyway, we was just trying to figure stuff out. So come 2014, Facebook starts doing videos. Um, And so we started putting our videos on on Facebook and we started playing around with other types of videos like spoken word stuff. And um, his video took off on there, you know, got hundreds of millions of views. And then he put out another one, got hundreds of millions of views. And then it just kind of like became a tumbleweed effect after that. And so essentially everything that, I learned from 2010 to 2014, all the mistakes that we made, all the things that it it takes to go viral on social media and stuff like that, that I learned, I now employ when I am dealing with my clients. So that's how I learned how to go viral.
0: That's pretty awesome. Okay. So that leads me directly to my next question, which is so what are some of the biggest ingredients that you need to have? What are the, the elements that you need to have in place in order to cause virality to become a thing? Because uh, I will say this much, I didn't have a little bit of internal prejudice about this where it's like, okay. And, and it's a bullshit reason, which is why I'm glad we're speaking about this now. And I know there's someone out there that might have the same bullshit reason, which is yeah, if I'm a Brown guy named Adel, who the fuck wants to hear from me, they're never going to listen to me anyway. Like I might be great at what I do, but I'm impeded by my skin tone or my name which is yeah. a very backward way of thinking. But my question is, what elements are going in there? And also, if someone was to go through those same thought process, processes, how do you crush that uh, for them? Like, how do you get them to crush it for themselves?
1: Right. So I'm going to answer the second part first. Um, the, so what I always tell people is, actually, this is something Gary Vee says a lot um what you're saying is true about it being more difficult uh with people of color but however let me tell you something the same thing you just said so you see how big j Shetty's gotten right yeah when i talk to my clients all the time most of my clients are white you know um they actually think they have that against them so (laughs) the same thing you think that you have against you they think they have against them and the whole point of me even bringing that up is the fact that we each have our own story of what we believe is keeping us from uh, succeeding in this particular round. And to be honest with you, there's probably a little bit of truth on both ends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because of the climate that we're in, it could be a little bit true that people want to hear more diversity. But also because the, the game is so proliferated with people that don't look like us. It also could be a little bit harder. You see you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it, it's, it's a it's a, a catch 22
0: too. It's like it's a little bit true, but it's there, but it shouldn't be the reason that stops you from doing it.
1: Ex, exactly. So the okay. the truth, yeah, so the so what it comes down to is, and this is part of my own stick on what I do is I believe belief is stronger than knowledge. What you be, what you believe is actually greater than what you know because what you believe is going to be success story or your failure story so if you tell yourself that hey because um I, i'm this or that i can't succeed then you're not going to yeah so but if you tell yourself you can then you're going to research and do whatever you can and that's what we did we believed we could so we didn't have the knowledge at the time and so our belief led us to seek out that knowledge and so which goes kind of like to the second point um which is the, the key factor in terms of going viral is something that we all have in common. It comes down to emotion. What do you want people to feel in your video? The problem is when, when people are creating videos, um, they, they just want to give, they tell people what they think people want to know, right? Instead of understanding how people want to receive it. Like, okay, I get it. You, you have this knowledge set, but how are you going to tell people? Like what, vehicle do people want to hear it in? How do they want to receive it? You see what I'm saying? So yep. we studied a lot about what people, like how people want to hear it. Like we had a knowledge set, right? But how do people want to hear it? How do they want to receive it? But more importantly, what's the emotion I want to convey? What do I want them to feel? Everybody has the same feelings. It doesn't matter your skin color. It doesn't matter where you come from, your cultural background. We all have the same feelings. So when you embrace those commonalities and what we all have, and then you're able to translate those emotions on screen, then that's that, that changes everything.
0: That really does. Okay. Wow. Okay. That is so for the people at home, the may or may not have got how level, how deep that fucking was. Uh, do you mind if I give them a little bit of an example here? Just like to just, it's for myself also like tell me if i'm on the right path so I yeah. fuck this up it'll be good for me to know so i don't do it later <laughs> uh essentially it's a case of say for instance everyone has the same range of ex- emotions happy sad you know depressed hopeful th- we all have those like joy sad we all want those things uh good and bad because they make us human so if you can do what blair warren teaches which is you know the 21 like what was it the one sentence persuasion which is uh you can throw rocks at the enemy affirm their beliefs, whatever it is, then you've got a customer for life. And all you really have to do is, uh, say, for instance, I want to make Travis feel absolutely hopeful. Then, uh, especially around, say, the realm of copywriting, I'm like, hey, man, I remember when I started out, this was going on this way, and I felt completely lost. But when I found hope was, bam, and I made the whole video around, say, the emotion of hope that don't give up just yet, because that's who I'm talking to, the person that's ready to go down and out would you say that is the kind of video that could actually reach vi- that has more of the ingredients of virality than me randomly just showing up like, okay, so let me tell you about hopelessness. Hopelessness happens when blah, 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 blah. There's no actual like preface to it.
1: Yeah. So absolutely. Because uh, you, you attach the story. So think, so let me, this is, you know, another thing I always tell people, you know, uh, learning algorithms and all that stuff is very important don't get me wrong like I I do it but what's the most important thing is a compelling story no algorithm is more sophisticated than a compelling story what is going to cause people to share uh, something is how you connected with them and if you can connect with them they're going to share it it doesn't matter what the algorithm is so stop complaining about the algorithm and then change the game up you know (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> definitely and i'm a huge fan of story like anyone that knows yeah. me knows how much a, uh, by the way as a side note for funsies by the time the show comes out you guys have all seen it but i started a youtube channel in summer called smooth story time uh <laughs> just simply because like I, I every time i did one of my videos live like the think co- like the copyright uh, videos that i was doing i'm still doing um I'd get messages privately from people going, please don't ever stop making these. I was like, well, they're like your voice sounds really good. Please keep making these so your voice sounds good. So I was like, should I just do like a story time video instead? Yeah. So now I just started like doing videos for voice work, which is quite interesting. But interesting, kind of, going yeah. back, but kind of back, that's just an idea of like how stories work, but kind of going back to it for a second. Um, so let's just put it this way with the world changing as it is, with TikTok kind of not, well, being what it is, we live in the world where social media is so ever-changing. I mean, like the powerhouses that have lived forever, like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and even like, I'd say Twitter's still there, but it's kind of its dying legs. Unless you already have a fan base on Twitter, it's a bit weird. Um, my question to you is, what platforms would you suggest someone starts off with if they've got like a business, uh, they're doing like their digital business, like say, where would you start them off in? Like if they were your client.
1: Yeah. So it's always dependent upon them. I I like to see what they naturally gravitate towards. Um, The truth is, it really depends. Like I've had a client as young as 17 years old. um, And, you know, with someone like that, they was just really into TikTok. I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to force them to do something different. Like they want TikTok. You know what I'm saying? If that's what you really want, then let's figure out a way to make that work. So now we have to understand what, you want to make on there so it all comes down to what a person naturally gravitate towards but here's another thing to also do too it's kind of like this is the other part of the equation that solidifies it so i do a little bit of market research right so what type i do a lot of stuff in personal development right yep. so i always look okay so what the people that are in a personal development what's the age range well if you research it it's you know millennials are like really in the big wave of uh personal development okay what's their occupation what you know what locations are they in you know what i'm saying and um what 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 who who are the type of people that they like to watch you know is it tony robbins or you know um is it and Prince-y you know what it lewis Al <laughs> exactly then, then it's like what so what platforms are they on so 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 once i do this research on okay You know, if it's a personal development person and then I I see the age range and then the platform those people are most likely on, I do it by, you know, by the by the numbers. So in that particular case, it's going to be Facebook and then Instagram and then YouTube. You see what I'm saying? So, um, you know, so then at that point, I'll see, okay, well, what are you most comfortable with? You know, so but anyway, it depends on what industry. But that's how I do it. I do it based upon the numbers. And then I deal with with their comfort level in terms of what social media that they actually want to be on.
0: Okay, cool. So you always look at like, okay, so if I'm not mistaken, the market research is essentially, um, okay, so where's my audience really kind of going to? And what does my person really enjoy? And how can we make the two almost together? So if you have like an audience on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, but you're really into making YouTube videos, okay, at Facebook posts and really don't like Instagram, you can find a way to reverse engineer that content so it works. Exactly, way, but you start them on the one they love the most.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Okay, yeah cool. It's very important to start on. I, you know, I, I tell people to definitely start on one first. If you if your if your goal is to build a community and get big, start on one. If your goal is to just you know do whatever, then you can do whatever you want. But if your goal is to get big, start on one platform first. Master one platform first. Um. If you, it doesn't matter. Just pick any influencer. You could pick one and I guarantee you they started on one platform first, got really yep. big and then spread the audience across the, you know, it's what you call what I like to call platform leveraging. You leverage the platform that you're on, that you grew your audience on to grow your other platforms once you get big.
0: Yeah, that's actually a really good way of looking at it as well because that really makes a lot more sense because you start, as they always say, you don't want to like spread yourself too thin, start in one place, yep. master it and then replicate which throws the way. Yep. So one of the things I want to ask you because you did mention this uh, before, before like, we even came on air, I saw an email which was um, how you 10X your business in a single year because like I'm very curious about this because people grow their businesses all the time but yep. you had an established business and you guys went to overdrive. So yep. my question is how did you do that and what did you do differently?
1: So, two things uh, number one is I have this concept called one hundred proofing um, one hundred proofing your concept so it 's a little concept that I came up with, but I got the idea from when I was in school I was in high school. basically, when I was in high school, I had this teacher that would never give anybody a hundred percent unless they did extra credit right mm-hmm. and I used That's to get wild. mad because I was a ve- I was a very competitive person. So I used to always have to do extra work in order to get 100 in this class. And so it's the same thing what I do here. Um, In my entrepreneur game, what I learned is, so let me, I'm going to be very blunt here. Um, What I learned is if you do what you say you're going to do, people will be happy. But if you do more than what you say you're going to do, they become raving customers. Mm -hmm. And then they tell people about you. And then that's how I, uh, you know, cause all my clients, they come from referrals, you know, yeah. uh, they come from me, they come from referrals. I don't even really advertise myself. Um, so, um, that's, that's the most important thing for me, you know? And so, you know, you, you know, you 100 proof your, your concept, you, when you, you know, have a client or a customer or whatever, you do more than what you actually say. If you tell them you're going to get them, you know, ten leads, get them fifteen leads. Don't worry about the money that you're missing out because your reputation is more important than that. So that's number one. Number two is, um, don't underestimate free work and you know, operating in integrity. So honestly, the first like five years in the game, from 2010 to 2015, I didn't get paid a cent. Now, I'm not telling everybody else to do the same thing. This is just the path that I was on. Um, I am saying don't underestimate the value of free work. When you are when you are learning the game and trying to become ultra competent and ultra skilled in something that you have, you have to ask yourself, what is the one thing you can offer people that other people can't offer? What's, what's the one offer that you have that people should come to you about? Um, and then once I was able to have that, because I had the skill set to – um, you know, basically turn people into influencers or, you know, make make viral videos and stuff like yeah, that. I mean, that's, that's it, a pretty powerful skill set right there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then, then you know, you're operating with integrity. Then at that point, you know, the business just comes easy because it's no longer about whether or not I'm competent. You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's just about getting results. So um, that's how I tend next to next my business. You know, I just really, um, you know, you what once once you do the right thing and your your uh, people that you work with become raving uh customers then the clients it's just like a it's like a windfall it's just just keep coming you, you know you won't stop it so yeah
0: yeah um it's one of those really really wild things that you see and i actually cannot stress enough the two things you just said there so if it's cool with you i'd like to like just repeat those a little bit so like people sure, really sure. like get them down Cause you are dropping Valley bombs like crazy. So I, so I appreciate this. And I apologize for me constantly yeah. doing this. Uh, but what it is is that especially from like the realm that I come from, yeah, there's a lot of copyrights that will promise you the moon and then under deliver. Like, for yeah. me, I, like when a client goes, uh, so I have an insane track record. I mean like my track record is I've made my client $700 million in the last 13, like 12 years of being a copywriter by the end of this year, we're close to 800 million. Like, so there's a lot of money we've made my clients just from my knowledge and my understanding. But at the same time, when a client approaches me, he goes, hey, so can you do this? Like, can you make me a million dollar sales letter? I'm like, I possibly could, but I don't know that. My whole thing is I want to break even first. And then we'll ex- we'll go up from this. So I set a bar quite low to let them know that, look, we have 12 months to make your investment back and then some. This is how it's going to work. So don't expect an overnight miracle because, you know, sometimes it doesn't happen. What I don't tell them, but I know with me is the frequency that I hit that overnight miracle on the first launch is kind of. Unheard of. It's kind of like I I hit more often than I fail, so because of that, you have to manage expectations. So I always try and like under promise and over deliver. Or if you do promise accordingly, go the extra mile. Like hey, uh, I actually saw that you didn't need seven emails; you needed fourteen emails. So I wrote seven more for you just because. And as you just said, Travis, that's been the key catalyst of me getting doors open for me. Is I did yep. something free for someone just by being a good person, just like you know being there in integrity. Yep. Doors open, like yep. um and, and honestly, like, as you said it best, those five years that you were in free work and doing free work, would you say, and would it be safe to say in the last five years since that time, that all the financial gain, all the influence, all the everything that you have gained since then, knowledge and everything, you would easily repeat that process again because you knew what would be coming down the line? Or would you say like, nah, I'll change a few things and I
1: wouldn't even go down and do that anymore. anyway. Anyway. Yeah, so I have a a positive answer to that and a negative answer to that. <laughs> By all means, yeah, because yeah.
0: I, I figured that would be.
1: Yeah, so the positive answer to that is, uh, yes, I definitely would do that over again because uh, the, the life I live now is what I dreamed about since I was a kid. Um, however, though, I would be remiss if I did not say that um, – that I probably could have learned a little bit more about business uh, before because I was more so focused on success, more so focused on uh, learning, making sure I knew what I was doing, than uh, being understanding when it comes to businesses because there's a lot of people that I helped train that didn't know anything and now they blew past me, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, Which is fine, you know what I'm saying? I'm not you know the, the, that doesn't bother that. me, but it's just—it's it's, just—you know—I realize that's a bit. Uh, you know, I'm—I'm I'm more of a strategy. Guy. I'm a strategy guy. I'm a motivational guy. That's who I am. I am not necessarily a business guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I—and I understand that about myself. So I—I I need to learn more about business. So if I—so those are the—that's kind of like the positive and the negative. You know.
0: I I totally agree with you. I have the thing with uh, how long I've been doing this. I've always said to people, I spent so much of my time getting good at what I did that I forgot about actually telling everyone else how good I am like along the way. So that's why like my big focus for the next couple of years is just like, I've done some amazing shit. Let me tell people about it. And it's just a thing that kind of comes up, Uh, especially if it helps them because all the stuff I have done will help someone, especially without making the same mistakes. But you right there hit it on nail on the head. And would you say, actually, would you agree with me or disagree with me? Learning how to market is probably the easy, is like the best skill you could pick up for like the initial part of business, start getting people through the front door, but finances are the next one. Like I'd say marketing and finances are your one and two that you really got to pick up for business.
1: You know, so people rate those. I don't, I generally speaking for me, I think it just depends on, uh, It depends on where a person is at. I don't actually believe there's any absolutes when it comes to that. It depends on where you're at in your journey. If you're in the part of your journey where, you know, you have a lot of people, but you're not competent, then I would say, no, like that. That's not the most important skill set because I think what's more important than everything is your integrity and your competence. So it just really depends on where you're at in your journey. If you're at a part in your journey, where you are very competent um, and you know what you're doing, then the answer to that question is yes, absolutely. You have to, know how to market yourself. You have to know how to uh, manage your finances. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. and you have to know how to do that. So, it depends on which part of your journey. At at some at this level that I'm on, I would say absolutely yes. Those yes. are two vital components. Absolutely,
0: without a doubt. I used to joke about yeah. like I uh, I graduated the Gary Halbert School of Finance. like uh, because gary was like one hell of a great copywriter like one of the best of all time in my opinion the opinions of many but one of the things that gary sucked at in his own admittance was uh he was not very good at keeping the money he made for his like for himself he was like i'll make money and i'll spend it all as well so like the idea of the gary hobbit school of finance was a thing yeah but kind of jumping off that point though because i'm really curious about this with you Uh, whenever you've actually sat down and you go through, like you take a client through the process of figuring them out and what you do, do you have like a set number of questions that you ask them or is it just like a feel that you feel them out, you find out what it is or do you ask them specific things to draw those uh, answers out of
1: them? Yeah, so I always do a discovery call uh, with my clients to figure out. um, There's, there's, I only work with people that I I feel like I can align with from an integrity standpoint um, because I don't, you know, what I do in my business is this is a personal mission for me. This is a passion for me. I feel like this is my purpose on earth. And what I mean by that is uh, I feel like my purpose on earth is to help bring um, genuine light from people and spread it across as much as possible to help other people, inspire people to, to do what they want to do. This is, this is my purpose, right? Um, so when I say that is I take this very seriously. So I have to align from an integrity standpoint with each, each person. So with that being said, yeah, I, there is, it's both a combination of asking them questions of why are you in this thing? What, what are you doing this for? Why do you want to build a community? Why do you want to, like, what, 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 how do you see this relationship working? Like, what do you, what do you want from me? Like, where do you see yourself in six months for now? Um, and then I, I see how they answer the questions and how they are. And, and then what type of feel I can get from them. Um, sometimes they may have all the right answers and I still may not want to work with it. Um, usually so feel i 'm guessing yeah yeah, yeah, so it just it just really depends. I have to align with their with them and what they want to do, and uh yeah, and and if so, then yeah magic happens,
0: so yeah, I can imagine, I can imagine it 's the thing, and that 's really, really cool, so hopefully you get one not even hopefully I think you 'll get at least two or three people to apply at the very minimum for like the highest end package, so at least. The way I want it is to get like 100 people message you and be like, hey, Travis, I heard you on an show. I'd love to uh, <laughs> I'd love to work with you. And obviously yeah. you get to tell them, tell the people you want to work with. So that's always fun. Now, one of the questions, that, not questions, but one of the things I really like about the clients that you've worked with and what you just said right now, and it resonates true with me, is the fact that I do believe that people who are on that mission for self-development, for bringing the light into the world, hence why your company is called Inner Light Social. I love that. I gotta ask long term, what is something that you really want to help eradicate in the world? Like what is a mission of yours that you're like, you know what? If I can put my time and effort towards helping get rid of this one thing, what would it be?
1: Doubt. Doubt for yeah. sure. Um, I every day, all the time, I meet people that they don't think that they're good enough. They don't think they have it in them. They think something is different about me, like I'm special, like you know. And I'm like, no, there's nothing different or special about me. Or you can look at it like we're all special and different, you know. The fact that you think that you're the same as everybody else is the actual problem, yep. um, you know. So, so it, it, it's all um, uh, the the what I want to get rid of is is the doubt that people uh, feel like that they don't have it in them. They can't change their circumstances. I, I you know, just to, I, I'm, I'm going to give it, be very transparent right now. So I, I uh, come from St. Louis, Missouri. As I was telling you guys before, a lot of people don't know this, but St. Louis, Missouri is always in the top five for most dangerous cities in America. Yep. Every single yes, year, oh, all the doubt. time. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. I've got friends that grew up in St. Louis. And yeah, they, yeah. they
0: literally I, told me that they were like, dude, it is fucking crazy. You think crazy town. That's where we live.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I grew up in children's homes. You know, I don't know my father. I even went to prison for three years. Um, ten years ago. Um, and you know, when I got out is when I actually met Princey ten years ago. <laughs> wow. So my whole point of telling you guys this, um, to be transparent, dropping that that bomb on you guys is to let you guys know that I don't care what your circumstances are. It doesn't matter where you come from. I didn't grow with my parents. I, I grew up with nothing. I was homeless before all that stuff. Um, but once I decided that the same stuff that's in Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, uh, whoever is inside of me. Once I decided that Every single last human being is interconnected. Once I decided that everybody has a gift and a purpose to help better life. Um, I realized I can be a part of that solution. And so that's what I became.
0: That's amazing. That actually, and by the way, thank you so much for sharing the transparency there. Um, Yeah dude that's just you've gone through some crazy shit but you're such a sweet like i say this with love by the way you're such a fucking sweet human being you can see (laughs) thank you man i appreciate it man it's true you can feel it it's it's like uh because i'm i'm an empath so i can usually feel out someone's emotions from like just meeting them i get that same feeling from you dude good dude yeah but i was gonna i was gonna say that um one of the key aspects that I've found with people that come from like backgrounds like yours and also to some degree backgrounds like mine because uh, we'll discuss that another time. But like my own shit that I grew up with, you grew up with that level. As you said, self-doubt is like the biggest killer of what your dreams will be. Like if you, if and I'm I'm so happy that your thing is like, uh, what do you want to get rid of in the world? Doubt. Could you imagine yeah. how much more magical this place would be with people just running around without doubt nowadays?
1: Yeah yeah travis believes that's why I, that's why i got that name because i want people to believe that they can do it i believe oh, yeah. everybody is a genius i believe everybody has a gift that they could bring to the world when i say genius i think genius is really what is it what does that really mean i mean if, if you think about it this is this is another concept i want people to really understand everybody is smart and stupid at something everybody mm-hmm. so yep. when we say genius uh, oftentimes we think oh this person is smart Instead of understanding that well really they're smart and a genius in one thing, but they are just as not smart in another area. And you are just as much of a genius in something and just as I'm a
0: dumbass in another.
1: another. (laughs) Right. Yeah, without doubt.
0: I mean, uh, so I was gonna say just jump in uh my friend my friend's sister's a perfect example the girl's a super smart girl really knows the stuff when it comes to criminal law is, is an ace lawyer at like only 25 years old is kicking ass and everything she tried to flush cat litter down the toilet because she thought that's how you got rid of it she broke the entire <laughs> piping system to her house and like the weekend she moved in it was fucking hilarious we just sat there was we like and you're the smart one of the group <laughs> But at the same time, I'm guilty of it too. The amount, like yeah. uh, the the amount of times I say really stupid things to my friends, and they will look at me like, "I swear to God, you're smarter than this." I'm like, "No, I'm really dumb. Just yeah. don't let anyone yeah. believe the hype." <laughs> it's like I know yeah. I know a lot about the things I know about.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's true. I think I think the only this is the main difference on how a person really achieves their greatness is uh, accountability our, our superpower as human beings is is accountability um, our brains are problem solving machines we want to solve problems it's great at identifying problems this is the reason why you have optimism and pessimism some people see a problem and then they want to blame people and 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 you know they don't want to try to solve it and other people see a problem and they want to try to find a solution so what we need to do is is hold ourselves accountable and what i do is what i realize is i don't care if something is 99.99 percent not your fault you find that 0.1 percent or 0.01 percent that is your fault and so your brain can figure out not to repeat that again and what happens is you become so good at understanding what you're not good at or what you don't know. And then you start mastering what you do know. And so that level of accountability gets you to a ultra sense of hyper awareness of uh, being able to be successful in the things that you wanna do. So accountability is our superpower. It allows us to figure out the problems that we didn't think we can figure out uh, about ourselves, which is where all the work really is, is in ourselves um and then it allows us to really have it, the the biggest impact we can on the world
0: that sounds amazing and that's actually very very true like as you yeah. said it, it's practicing extreme uh was it extreme ownership like yeah. you taking ownership of what's around yeah it's, you, just, Jocko
1: it's just willing says yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah. fucking yeah. love Jocko. he's a dude that i really want to get on the show like i have a hit list of like a hundred like my dream 100 <laughs> that are on there as well um yeah. But it's just crazy. I'm so glad I got to interview you as well, because like again, it's a long time coming. So one of my <laughs> favorite questions to actually ask on the show, and I find it mostly with creatives, we can, we tend to hit this wall more often than not than say the logical uh, logical people, as we love them, but they hit it as well. And that's the idea of life will invariably kick you in the nuts. Life is yeah. just like that. It's uh, I I liken life to Loki, the trickster god. It's like things are going well. I'm gonna kick you in the nuts. You have no yeah. idea when it's gonna happen. Yeah. So it'll, it'll take the wind out your sails. So my question to you is: When life has managed to do that in the past, how did you build yourself back up? Especially given everything you lived through and how you did it, because like that's incredible. And what do you do to what do you do today to maintain your mindset so you don't below that don't dip below that line to go to desperation?
1: Yeah, that's that's a very good question. Um, so there was points in time in my life where i thought everything was going bad where i didn't know what to do um but uh everything started changing you know like i was previously saying because when i started understanding uh ownership what because i didn't okay so if i'm going through this feeling right let's say i'm hurt by something right i don't want to go through this feeling again i don't want to go through being homeless again i don't want to go through you know there's so many things i don't want to go through you know the bottom teaches you things that the top never can you know what i'm saying you know when you're homeless yep. you know the main thing you care about is whether or not you have someplace to sleep and, and something to eat like all the everything else that people stress about you don't know, you understand that these are trivial matters at this point you know um yeah. so but what happens is you don't want to go through this stuff anymore you don't want to repeat this stuff so you have to ask yourself this is where the accountability comes in and is like, well, how, how do I not repeat this? How do, what did I do to get here? You know, what, how, why, why am I here? Right. But if you start blaming other people, which a lot of it may be true, I'm not saying a lot, you know, who knows, I don't know what happened. You know since You know, it, it yeah. very well could be somebody else's fault. But again, how do you take some responsibility? Like, where did you go wrong at? Did you trust the wrong person? You know what I'm saying? Did you, were you too forgiving? You know what I'm saying? Were you not diligent in doing the things that you were supposed to do at your job? You know, just where were you, where could you have done better at? Yep. And so once you're able to take that accountability, guess what? The things you did to get there, you're not going to repeat because you took accountability for them. So what happens is now you're at a place where you're not repeating those same mistakes that got you there. So now you have no choice but to advance. I have this philosophy that you're either advancing in life.
0: My my, my uh, camera just, yeah my camera just randomly dies every thirty minutes so I've got to, like cap okay. it so gotcha. sure it's okay but we all get right.
1: yeah yeah so I have this so so you're either advancing in life or you're decreasing in life it's it's either one or the other, um, and so you have to ask yourself the action I just took. Is this something that's gonna help advance me in life? Or is this something that's gonna decrease what I'm trying to achieve in life? So, um, and that's how I categorize things. Is this helpful? Is this beneficial to me? Or is this gonna, is this something that's negative to me? And then you have to be extremely honest with yourself about those things. And once I was able to be honest with myself and hold myself accountable, then I was able to take myself from one level to the next. And it takes time. You know what I'm saying? It takes time to learn, it takes time to, to grow, it takes time to increase um but you know this is this is what patience is for you know once you, you know you start off being homeless two years from now you know you're gonna now see yourself in rooms you never thought you'd be in
0: yeah i mean if you want real evidence of this look at someone like curtis jackson like 50 yeah. cent, ha- like his newest book hustle harder hustle smarter arguably one of my top 10 books already um Even what he says about it's like, yeah, he was on the way up. He thought he was going to make it. Life got pulled out underneath him. And I think his whole thing was that to take responsibility of an action is your own, but you're allowed to have one day at the very most to bitch about it. The next day you go take action on it. Can't believe my life got taken away. So-and-so screwed me over. I'm now, I've lost everything. I'm going to lose my house and everything. Okay. You can complain about for one day. What are you going to do about it now? What are you going to go do? And I love that mentality. Because it reminds you, as you just said, like when you take ownership of even the smallest amount, you'll never repeat that mistake again. Or at least you reduce the chances of repeating that mistake again. You know, the old adage, once bitten, twice shy kind of applies it. Yep. Um, So, one of the questions uh, I got to ask are you a movie fan or no? Yeah. 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 Okay. We're going to have fun on this one. Okay. So, I'm going to give you, uh, so you're going to get, you're going to do like two lists for me right now. So first okay. thing I'm going to ask you is going to be, what are 10 books or audio books that you recommend to people to listen to go check out today? Like these are the books that you would give to someone be like, look, I really care about you. I want you to go do very well, but I don't have the time to mentor and guide you. This is the stuff I need you to go check out and do to really get your mind in the right place. I can help you. What would those 10 books be? Both fiction got- and
1: nonfiction. I got you. I got, okay. I got you. Okay. Let me, let me give this to you. Um, 10. Sure. All right. First, first one is definitely going to be um, Miracle Morning by Hal Arad. Um I really like that book a lot because it helped me, even though I don't do everything in that book, it helped me retrain how I tackle the day. So that's definitely number one. 48 Laws of Power is another. And the reason why 48 Laws of Power is another is because even though I don't,
0: <laughs> i was gonna say over there you can't see this but hold on like i'm just gonna like we're just gonna do this for a very quick second let me just zoom in and focus that that entire top section there is robert green wow wow huge fan of his yeah. work so 48 yeah. laws of power right there with you man
1: yeah 48 laws of power for a specific reason um the reason why i said that book is because i don't necessarily agree with all the the thought process in there, but you have to understand ways people gain power. There's a quote that I like to repeat. Um, It says, those people who are most equipped to gain power are usually the people that are least equipped to exercise that same power. Um, And I really believe that. So the 48 Laws of Power, what that helped me realize is this is the game you should understand it. Now you have to operate the game accordingly. Now, I, I, you know, again, I don't agree with everything in the book, but you need to understand the book, you know? Because you need to understand how people think.
0: It's essentially Um, like, uh, sorry to interrupt, it's like kind of like a really good chef that goes off the rails and cooks some crazy meals. Yeah, he cooks crazy or she cooks crazy meals, but they know the fundamentals of what they're doing and they're adjusting accordingly.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. And I agree with you Uh, the, the Superior Man is uh, is one. I really like that book. Mm-hmm. Um, that book really, I think it's very important for a man to really understand his, why he's here and uh, to understand the dynamic between the male female dichotomy. That's a very, very important thing. Um, the the Purpose Driven Life, uh, a lot of people may not necessarily like that. I'm going to be very frank. Um, it is a religious book, but um, it's it's important because it it was one of the books that I read that helped me realize that every per- person has a purpose. You don't necessarily have to agree. If you notice a lot of these books that I have, I don't necessarily agree with everything in it. It's more so about what it teaches me, what I get out of it. Um, So,
0: just what books um, are supposed to be like, anyway? It's it's a personal. It's like
1: I took this from this book, and
0: that's it. It's like you could find. um, It's like a conversation I have with a lot of my business friends. They're not Muslim, but they read the Quran. Yeah, and I'm like, why? Like, oh, I love the business lessons in here. Like a lot of people don't realize there's business lessons in here. Yeah, same with people Uh, reading the Bible
1: yeah 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 exactly yeah i I definitely really uh read religious texts i'm going to leave those out of that in terms of the bible and stuff like that but but i do read them specifically because i like to. it's it's these books are actually more history you know and and life lessons um than anything if you and if you take if you tackle it from that approach when it comes to the to religious texts then um you'll understand a lot more instead of being super dogmatic about everything you know what i'm saying But um, anyway, um, yeah, so uh, The Art Art of War is a really good book that um, I read also. By the way, a couple of these books I read while I was incarcerated, and I read them specifically because I needed to understand what I was up against because I felt like I was in a war at the time, which I was. It was a mental war, you know, Um, and that really helped me understand about my own thinking, you know, about the biggest war you're actually going to have is within the self. You know, that's the biggest war that you're actually going to have. Um, And once you understand that, you can overcome any challenge. Um, Because, you know, like I said before, everything that, you know, is in the greatest men or women are inside of you. Um, Could not do with you, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Think and Grow Rich um, is one that helped me in in, in business. I think most people... uh, you know, you know, usually recommend that book. I recommend that book because it's definitely one of the books that helped me uh, train the way I think uh, in terms of a, a business sense. So I need to get more business books. Um, but it, that that really helped me uh, understand a lot more than I do now. Um, another book that helped me understand uh, the way creatives think was um, uh, Steal Like an Artist. I don't know if you heard Ooh, of that book before. Yep. Love yeah. that book. Yeah, they helped me understand um, a little bit about the way creatives think. You know, I don't necessarily consider myself a creative, but I work with creatives. Um, I'm more of a strategy guy, but it helped me understand because we, a, a lot of times I used to always, you know, operate under these guys that, you know, being 100% original, but there really technically is no such thing as 100% original. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, like every, like these concepts come from somewhere, you know, you didn't just, you know, um, but you know, that helped me really understand a little bit, uh, uh, about that. So those are the books that, that's really like transformed, uh, who I am, uh, let's just say today, like creatively. Um, and, uh, yeah, now there's a couple of marriage books I'm reading now, but I don't know if, <laughs> Dude,
0: put those in there. But, uh, like, it's all about uh, Like,
1: relationship management right there. Yeah, no, relationship management is very important. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I really believe that. Um, a key thing is, if you... So, so one of the books I'm reading now is the Autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, and one of the... Yeah, one of the things I'm, I realized is, as a man, we often think that when you get with one woman, that you're like, trapped or or that it like uh hurts you but if you really think about it 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 focuses you you know it focuses you to the point to where uh you can accomplish more and 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 it actually gives you more freedom not less you know it's like less is more but we don't think of it that way so anyway um that really that book as as crazy as it sounds really helped me understand that you know um but yeah anyway yeah that's that's what i got
0: that's awesome, man. That's a lot of, like, that's some great books. I'm like taking note of this and going on Amazon like just fucking order this book in case I missed it. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. So my question to you like about movies are what would you say are some of the most important movies you've ever seen or you enjoy that you recommend to us? Because I'm a huge movie buff so I fucking love movies.
1: Uh, well, my favorite movie of all time is Apocalypto. At, that oh, movie. nice. That, that Good movie. Yeah, it still getting tears in my eyes when I watch that movie. Yeah, um, Apocalypto. If I had to recommend one movie people to watch, if you're living in the Western world, watch that movie. Um, Apocalypto is one of my favorite. Um, now, if we just want to get into like personal favorites, um, yeah, uh, the Prestige. Uh, you familiar with that with movie? Chris,
0: yeah, Christian. Yeah, uh, Christian Bale and
1: Hugh Jackman. And, yeah, yeah, that movie was good. Yeah. 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 That, you know, I was, I was always a big fan of magicians, but that movie just like took it over the top, man. I I was, that's such an amazing, um, you know, don't bite my head off for of this, but I'm a I've been a big Marvel fan since like I was a kid. So, dude, why would yeah. I bite your head off? I'm a huge Marvel nerd. Okay, like seriously, if
0: I had my iPad with me, I'd show you some of the drawings I was doing for like just funsies. But no, I'm a huge yeah. Marvel nerd all day through and through.
1: Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my favorite uh, genre is action drama. So stuff like Gladiator, um, you know, um. Braveheart. Uh, Dude, st- those... you, have you seen John Wick, though? Of course. Of what course. What do you think of John Wick? Well, it's 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 for people like me. Actually, I'm an action buff as well. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? Like...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because, like, uh, yeah. I remember when the first one came out, no one had heard of it. It was one of those movies yeah. that just flew under the radar in the UK. Yeah, I was like, why has no one seen this amazing action movie that's quietly changing the way we do things? <laughs>
1: yeah yeah i'm action i'm action buff and sometimes so, so sometimes i like over the top movies not like super over the top like for example like the new fast and the furious i'm not into those yeah. that's just too over the top for me but the Expendables like the original my fast and furious was amazing but yeah. these new ones are yeah. like yo these people you went can- from what to what <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's like, how are you jumping out of a goddamn plane onto the side of a building in Dubai? That's not possible. Like physics.
1: Right. <laughs> it's just crazy. So um yeah, I, I am an action buff for like stuff like John Wick and stuff like that. Obviously movies like The Matrix and um okay. things like that. Um if I had to pick a movie that let's just say a movie a uh, movie that maybe people haven't heard of, that's like really good. Uh
0: I got a really good comedy movie that a lot of people that I know in my audience probably have never seen because it's a bit old and it's a bit of a cult classic. What's that? I, I have a feeling you've seen this movie just simply because I have a feeling that you have a very similar sense of humor that I do. And that is soul Plane. Of course. Now, Thank you. Now,
1: I, Thank I, you, I, I, someone who has I, reference. I thought you were going to say older, older. Like, have you ever seen a movie called Jacob's Ladder?
0: Okay, I've seen Jacob's Ladder. Very few people oh,
1: have seen okay. that. <laughs> oh my God. I was gonna say, like, listen, if there's a movie they that I want people to exactly, I was saying, if there's a people that that people you want to watch a movie that will like freak you out at the end, like yo, my like that Dude, movie. I, I, I watched I,
0: it I, once. I watched it once. Okay, it fucked with me. I ha- I couldn't go back to it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie is absolutely nuts. But it's a, it's. <sighs> It, it, it actually opened my eyes to uh, some things that I didn't know. That's when I actually, like, started getting into, like, war movies and all that type of stuff because of that movie. But, yeah.
0: Dude, I got to say, like, Full Metal Jacket still has one of the most iconic scenes for me. Like, that, that, yeah. that whole movie yeah. is just brilliant with movies with scenes. Uh, yeah. We You and I can do a whole show about movies. Okay, Star Wars, where's your head at? Yes or no? Are you a Star Wars fan or
1: not? Love Star Wars, not the new ones the original trilogy let's be honest is the best yeah so so here's the thing though the with For- force awakens
0: is just before
1: the last if they if they could have built something really dope like i i you know it was it had its problems on, you know what i'm saying it had its problems but it was still a good film and it had a, right. a, a good ground you know to well, build if, off if of they had-
0: if they had the same director for either Ryan Johnson or JJ Abrams and they did the whole trilogy alone with none of this mishmash shit i think they would have yeah. come up with two great trilogies yeah. like completely different trilogies but it felt shoehorned in man yeah. like <laughs> yeah you're gonna you're gonna love this the last movie uh the rise of skywalker if you've not seen it at this point you should just fucking go google it okay spoil yeah, yeah. warning for the people who are gonna say this yeah i was in the theater and it was the first star wars movie that i had chosen not to go watch in the theater because i was like no nope, <laughs> i don't want to watch this i feel like it's going to betray me i'm not going to go but my friend was like look dude you have watched every star wars movie You've seen to give you an idea i preferred solo more than the Last Jedi and the la- and the Rise of Skywalker, Solo, the the least me, me liked too. one. Me too. At least Charles Gambino made it fun. I mean, that was the thing, and <laughs> like, just, yeah. and of course, Rogue One was brilliant. But anyway, I'm digressing.
1: I like Rogue it. One a lot. Yeah, Rogue One that was, was the show. Disney the, Star Wars. The,
0: the, the Darth Vader scene alone makes that yeah. movie. Like, two of them. Like straight away, it's like you should be careful to choke on your ambition. What kind of be- sass is he dropping right now? But anyway.
1: <laughs> but hold on! Before you finish, before you finish. If Disney doesn't make a Darth Vader movie with the years when he's executing uh uh that ordered to kill the rest of the Jedi if he if they don't make that movie i am i'm gonna petition oh. that they, they gotta get rid re- you you know what i'm saying that is yeah. what i want to see i want to see dark vader go after the rest of the jedi that's what i want to like, see like
0: how did he become the most feared most badass motherfucker in the planet, like in the universe and how did he hunt exactly. down jedi and like how do you get his inquisitors because like they talk about this in fallen order but they don't tell you how it happened but anyway this is the yeah. scene and you would appreciate this as a Star Wars fan I had like it was in an almost empty theater. There were only ten people in the room, like me, my friend, and a bunch of other people. And something you should really know about me is I'm actually African. I was born in Africa. I grew up around black people most of my life. For about three years of my life, I actually can. Cons- I I thought I was black because I didn't realize what skin tone was. So that's basically how crazy it was. So every so often, the uh, the old sage black woman in me will just come out and want to clap back a little bit. Some, and all my friends know this because they've seen me get high and they're like, fuck, when you're high, that that perso- that persona comes out of you. It's like, fair enough. So I'm sat there and the reason I'm prefacing this is because I had my feet up. I was watching that movie and that scene where Kylo and Ray kiss. <laughs> I shit you not. This was my exact response. I was sat there watching like, oh hell no, I'm done with Star Wars. I said that out loud. I didn't realize how loud I said it until I turned to my friend who was stifling a laughter. I was like, how loud was I? She's like, the whole theater fucking heard you. <laughs> I just sat there like, I'll stand by it. <laughs> I was just so pissed off about that one scene. I was like, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> but have you seen Clone That's Wars? That's so though? crazy, man. <laughs> You've seen Clone yeah. Wars, right? The TV, the of Disney Of course, yeah. Show. How fucking good is Clone Wars? Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, Clone Wars and, and Rebels.
0: I haven't got back to I haven't got to Rebels yet. I'm like only like I'm five seasons into Clone Wars, so I'm gonna finish up the rest while
1: I'm away. Yeah, Dude. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. No, I watched this. I'm I'm am a big Star Wars and I'm a Star Trek fan. I'm both. Same,
0: you know, same. I, I, well, to be fair, I like the new Star Trek stuff, not so much the old stuff that was around before. I'm
1: not gonna. I like the new Star Treks too, but I like the. Old, so so here, here's the thing. I so my uncle, he's the one that got me into sci-fi. I grew up. So remember, I was telling you, I grew up in children's homes and stuff like that, right? So I didn't really grow up with my mom, but my my grandmas sometimes took care of us. So my uncle, who was like the youngest of all my uncle, uncles and aunts, right? Uh, he would be like at my grandma's house watching all these, you know. So I'm like five years old, and he's watching Star Wars and Star Trek and stuff like that. I didn't I didn't know what this stuff was, but... Eventually, I got into it because we had no choice but to sit there and watch it. And then, uh, so I have an affinity for um, oh, sci-fi. Yeah, the the older the older Star Trek and stuff like that, I really I, I actually do like. Yeah. dude i'm totally
0: into that i mean uh there's a show called star trek lock something like down down below whatever it is star trek hold on uh, deep space oh, nine lower deck no lower decks oh. star wars lower decks i want to watch that because it looks right up my alley it's an animated show that looks somewhat similar to final space which by the way mm-hmm. if you've not seen final space please do yourself a favor and
1: watch something yeah movie. i'm an anime fan too by the way so dragon ball z fan yeah, I'm big into anime, period. Fuck yeah.
0: yes. Sorry. <laughs> you have no idea how happy this is. I'm going to wrap look, up the look, show. Look, but I'm look, gonna look, look. Oh, motherfucker's got a Pokemon t-shirt on. Sorry, <laughs> you guys can't see this, but he's legit wearing a Pokemon t-shirt, so this makes me happy. Uh, but guys, we're going to bring this show to a wrap. I'm going to keep Travis on for a little bit long because I want to talk to him about some stuff. But it's been a pleasure having you on here, Travis, and I hope you guys have enjoyed the openness, the realness, and the lessons that he's given us, which is just incredible. I mean, I'm going to go action some of the shit. Um, but Travis, any last words before we tell people to hop off and, uh, go, go hunt you down on social media so they can give you lots of money.
1: Well, I just want to thank you everybody for listening. And, uh, I hope you guys really, really enjoy the rest of your day, your week, your life, and then just learn how to live your purpose.
0: For sure. All right, guys, have a great weekend. Please rate, review, subscribe, and go check out, uh, inner light hit Travis up. He's super easy to find and he's just a great dude. Anyway, guys. Peace out and uh, speak soon. Bye.